Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. I want to talk about a couple of things this episode. Is the U.S. economy really slowing significantly? If it is, does that kind of justify the Federal Reserve lowering rates, changing them for where they are right now? And is it the influence of the rest of the world and what they want from the U.S. that's of issue? There's a loaded question. Quick look at the numbers. The last estimate of first quarter GDP came in at 3.1. We're hoping that would be lower. Now, we've talked a long time ago that since the Fed has been raising Fed funds rate for the year and a half or so, the idea was to slow the U.S. economy, which is measured by gross domestic product. So we wanted this number below three, maybe 2.8, 2.6 down to the low twos, which is fine. Inflation is still 1.8. So as long as GDP stays ahead of inflation, it's all right. And anything over three and a quarter isn't sustainable for a $20 trillion economy. But what we have is the economy slowing down a little bit, pretty much in line with the Federal Reserve's plans all along. Raise rates, increase the cost of money, slow, mostly the manufacturing side of things. The rest of what's going on down here, you can look down if you're a fan of watching bond yields, is we have an inverted yield curve right now. And basically, Fed funds is about two and a half, but the 10 years down just above two. Gee, if you can get two and a half with no time risk at all and have to go out 10 years to get 2.1, not something you do. That's why the yield curve is inverted right now. And it's not because there's a pending recession, which you see a lot of in the media right now. It's because there's so much buying. Everybody is out buying the bonds in the United States. They're buying munis. They're buying corporates. They're buying futures. They're buying everything they can get their hands on, including treasuries, which is one of the reasons all these yields are down. People are buying. The best gauge of what's going on in the fixed income market or mortgages. And mortgages never made it to five and a half during the period the Fed was raising rates. They're now below four again. And that is indicative of what's going on in the bond market. The mortgage providers don't care what the interest rate is because they buy a corresponding 10-year treasury to match the mortgage. And it's simply a matter of margin for them. But rates are coming down, mortgages are coming down, I think you'll start to see them more reliably in the very high threes very quickly, especially if the Federal Reserve lowers rates. Jolts is a great indicator of how many open jobs are out there, and there's a lot, a little less than 8,000. But on the other side of the coin, you look at, gee, automobile manufacturing, and a lot of manufacturing has a lot of planned layoffs and people that have been losing their jobs. No mention of the fact that a lot of that is new automation and shifting in the supply chain. But all these jobs you see are being very, very slowly filled and they're in offices. They're in the service sector, which is 70% of the U.S. economy. Unfortunately, most of the information we hear about, especially in media, is all about manufacturing. Historically, that's where economists have looked 
for information and health in the economy. It's just a little outdated when the service sector really is running the show. U.S. factory orders are down. Shipments are down. Production is slowing, mostly because it's swelling stockpiles of inventory. A lot of that is from the purchases from China, Vietnam, Mexico, before we started the great tariff debate, which I'll get back to, and it just slows the manufacturing numbers. There's more accumulation than there are deliveries. Fewer deliveries, fewer shipments, the numbers come down. Corporate America is run by the service sector, and the rest of the service sector is doing great. They continue to grow. The ISM numbers from the beginning are continuing to do well. It's not the U.S. economy that is slowing that would force the Federal Reserve to lower their rates to save the economy, to stimulate the economy. We don't need to stimulate the economy. It's doing just fine. The only reason they'd raise rates is for another motive, and I'll suggest one here in a minute. Corporate America is once again, and I talk about this a lot, doing very well. Corporate profits as a percentage, even of GDP, is still very high. That's not going to change in the near future. The S&P 500 follows these numbers very closely, along with earnings, all that stuff. They are very, very sensitive. The returns of the market are very sensitive to what's going on in corporate America, and it continues to remain healthy. I'll remind you that most of that is service. Less than 30% is actual manufacturing. In the tariff world, as that's been sort of a huge buzzword, it has had an impact specifically on its political target, which is China. What we buy from China has dropped. What China sells to us has dropped. It's part of the machinations. This is all part and parcel of the entire debate. Things are slowly changing. There was some positive news out of the G20. Great. Whether anything substantive ever really changes really isn't the point. The Chinese still need to sell their stuff to us because they need dollars. They run the things through Vietnam. Are you surprised that our imports from Vietnam go through the roof as our imports from China drop? Well, they have to sell us their stuff because they need the dollars. They ship something over the border into Vietnam. They slap a Made in Vietnam sticker on it, send it directly to the U.S. or to Mexico, and they slap a Made in Mexico on it and ship it over the border. Those in the U.S. with dollars, when we buy something from somebody else outside the U.S., that's money out. That is a trade deficit. You equalize a deficit when they buy stuff from you and they give you their currency. For the most part, for the last 70 or so years, the United States has had a trade deficit, meaning we buy more stuff from everybody else than they buy from us. I know that's a great political football and discussed a lot in the media, but when you get right down to it, what happens is there are a lot of dollars out in the world. And there's a lot of things very important to people, and I'll cite specifically oil and food, that can only be purchased by dollars because that's what everybody wants. It is a source of security. It is a reliable currency. So the Chinese have to sell us their stuff. They need oil and food. The Vietnamese need to sell us their stuff. They need the same thing. 
So does Japan. So does India. A lot of people on Earth basically can't feed themselves. There are only a few nations on Earth that really are surplus food producers. Canada, United States, Ukraine, Brazil, very few others. And dollars are that mechanism. If the Federal Reserve wants to lower their rates, the reason they want to do that is to make the dollar a little weaker. So it's easier for the rest of the world to buy our stuff and easier for the world to navigate around the current complexities of dealing with the dollar. The Bank of International Settlements, I know that's not an organization a lot of you know about, but they buy and sell and close all the transactions for the entire globe. It's about $5 trillion a day, mostly in dollars. About 80% of that number is in dollars. The rest of the currencies are a slower part. It's important. Finally, a lot of issues going on with the Mexican-U.S. border. It is a human tragedy with our neighbor to the south. And for a lot of these people, getting across the border north is the only opportunity for them to get something a little better out of life. I will remind a lot of you that in May, 135,000 people were apprehended at the border, all across the very open border. It's a lot. The logistics of that are mind-boggling. And it looks like, well, there'll be more money that way. One way or another, this particular border isn't a huge drain on the federal treasury, and it employs a lot of people. But it is a leaky border. Sometime in the course of history needs to be resolved. Okay, sum up. The S&P 500 is doing well. It doesn't really matter if the Federal Reserve lowers rates or not. They're not going to have much of an impact. They're at two and a half right now. If they lower 25 basis points and go to two and a quarter, it's not going to stimulate the economy that's already doing fine. No one's going to care that much. If they go from two and a half to two and a quarter, it's not going to weaken the dollar that much either. I think it's already priced into the marketplace as we talked about the inverted yield curve. People are buying those bonds as it is. So we are now in the longest expansion market in history. There is no end in sight, certainly not in the next 12 months. It's going to continue to, to go a long ways. Earnings are good. Deficit is okay. S&P 500 is doing great, tracking earnings. And the economy is just fine. This is reflected in your portfolio. And no, we're not expanding greatly into a lot of the markets overseas just yet, especially since Europe really hasn't resolved a lot of their banking issues. So more later. Thank you very much for joining me. I'll see you next time. As usual, if you have some questions, just email along to info at shwj.com and I'll do the best I can to answer them. Thank you.